Welcome to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place where ambition, drive, and entrepreneurship all meet. This podcast is your go-to for all things business, growth, and expansion. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a multiple six-figure business owner, a brain rewiring certified coach, a 70 high energy healer, and all-around business growth obsessed individual. I've been in this space since 2019. I believe that strategy and energetics go hand in hand. You'll find tons of both on this show. For a long time, being ambitious has had a negative connotation, but I'm here to take that word back and help you grow your business without doing the most. You can find me on Instagram at expandwithchelsea or online at expandwithchelsea.com. If you're ready to grow, I'm ready to go. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Today we're going to be diving into all things mastering visualization. If you've been listening for any period of time, you know how big of a fan of meditation I am. And when you first get started, getting into the visualization aspect can be super challenging. I remember first starting out meditation and being like, so what am I supposed to see or picture? And is this just supposed to come to me? Am I doing it wrong? So we're going to talk about all of that today. I will actually be sharing one of the videos from my course Synergy. This is my 90-day brain rewiring program. I know you're absolutely going to love it and it's going to help you a ton inside your own meditation practice. So I am currently sitting here staring out my window waiting for my contacts to arrive. This is your PSA of please take care of your adult responsibilities. Do not be like me and let your prescriptions run down to the very last pair of lenses and then have those rip and not have any backup ones. Also not having any pair of glasses. So I've actually just been sitting here for two days, not really being able to see very well. And thankfully, I was able to get my prescription verified. Initially, I was going to have to go get a whole other like comprehensive eye exam, which I get. It's been like, I don't know, 10 years since I've had one. And I ordered them on 1-800-CONTACTS and somebody approved it. So they're coming. They're on their way. And I am literally looking out my window being like, when are they going to get here so I can stop straining my eyeballs? So if there's something that you've been putting off, (coughs) getting an eye exam, calling your dentist, making a doctor's appointment, putting gas in your car, holy shit, there's so many of you that wait until you're on empty to put gas in your car. Go do it. This is your, don't be like me. Take care of your shit. I have so many theories on why we do things like this. I mean, for me, I am so organized in every single aspect of my business. Like everything is buttoned up, tip top, like not chaotic whatsoever. And then because I am so structured here, I totally rebel in like the adult responsibilities part of my life. And I'm really working on that. I'm trying to get better. It was actually really funny because last summer... My friends and I, we played hot girl summer bingo, where we basically had a bingo board full of different tiles. Some were, okay, climb this certain grade. Some were, okay, do 15 pistol squats on one leg. And then one of the tiles, I will never forget this. One of the tiles is make one responsible adult life decision. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I actually like need that for accountability, like all the time going forward. So 
go do the thing. You are going to dislike the discomfort of doing the thing much less than the discomfort of the consequences. I promise you, because I'm sitting here in the consequences and I really wish I would have just taken care of it ahead of time. I also shared something on threads about how a lot of the times putting off a decision actually makes you sit in the discomfort for longer than actually moving forward and getting rid of or releasing or whatever it is. So I've just really been sitting and reflecting a lot lately on my choices and decisions and how that is affecting my life and how hard it is sometimes to let go of things. And I'm really going through like a big purge right now in my life. I woke up on Friday morning and was like, oh my God, today's the day I need to clean out my storage unit. Today's the day. It's 105 out, but I need to go do this. So I I mean, I lasted for about 90 minutes before I was like, I'm melting. This actually probably isn't a good life choice, but I'm just feeling this call to really reduce the amount of stuff that I have around me down. I want to clean out my entire closet soon. So donating clothes, selling clothes. God, I have so many things in there that I like don't wear, haven't worn, still have the tags on them. So I want to do that. And then I've also, this was a really big decision actually that I've been sitting on probably for about a year, year and a half, and I haven't wanted to make it. (sighs) I'm so resistant to it, and it doesn't necessarily make sense to me, but I actually got the confirmation from my guides this morning to release one of my self-paced programs. And I'll talk a little bit about the all-access pass sale in a second, but Ignite is... I mean, it was my first self-paced program that I created. I love this program. It is super valuable. And everybody that's gone through it has said wonderful things about it. But there's been something in the back of my mind nagging at me to not have it be available anymore. And I was like, well, why the fuck would I do that? Like, I spent so much time creating this program. I put so much effort into it. And it just basically what ended up happening is the universe is like, let it go. And I was like, no. And then it kept coming up. It was like, let it go. And I was like, nah, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do that. And it's really come through strongly in the last week of like, let it go. And I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> like a little kid. I'm like, I'm not letting it go. It's stupid. And what I realized was me holding on to this old program that, I mean, I do things much differently now, but me holding on to this program that I created when I was a, a baby business owner is actually blocking other ideas and other programs from coming through. So what that means is after the all access pass sale, God, I'm like so nervous to even say this because I'm like, it's real. I have to let it go. But after this sale is over tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the day that the episode comes out after tomorrow, Ignite will not be available anymore. So the only time, the only chance that you have to get it is in the all access pass sale that's it. After that, it's uh, going away. Of course, if you already have the program, you will have access to it for ever going forward for as long as the program continues to exist on the platform that it exists on. So you will maintain access to it. But if you've been wanting to step into Ignite, now would be the time. And the all access pass sale is going to be ending on Friday, the 28th. This is where you get all 
all five of my programs, you get access to all five of those programs for 88% off of the regular and individual pricing. You get access for three months. You get access to Ignite, Synergy, Amplify, Scale, and the Abundance Code. So you get to work through those courses at your own speed and time. I really, really like to do my coursework when I am getting ready in the morning, when I am making breakfast. That is like every single time, every single day, it's like an hour of work that I am multitasking onto things that I would be doing anyway. All I do is I have the course up and playing on my computer and then I also have a document for taking notes because for me personally, that's the way that I learn best. I have any materials that are included in the courses printed off so I can refer to them and boom, voila, one hour of coursework done in a day. I mean, you could get 90 hours of coursework done over the next three months if you find those little pockets of time. So if you are interested in the all access pass sale, head to the link in the show notes and you can learn more about that. You do also get to keep one of the programs at the end. So if you decide that you wanna keep Synergy, if you decide that you want to keep Ignite, that program will be yours to keep for the forever, for the foreseeable future. So that is my announcement there. I am also hosting an energy healing circle on 8-8. That is a Tuesday. It is the Lionsgate portal and holy shit, Leo energy. Some of my absolute favorite people are Leos. I fucking love Leos. (sighs) They remind me to... I mean, it sounds cheesy, but like be authentic, like be yourself in every single situation. Be fucking fiery. People love that. So I'm going to be hosting an energy healing circle. I have two different time options, 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. PST. Prices will be going up in August if there are still spots left. So if you are interested in releasing everything that's not serving you so you can step into more of your leadership, step into more of your courage, I would absolutely love to have you there. Again, link in the show notes will get you sign up information. And one last announcement before we dive in, because this is definitely something that I want to address and talk about. I talked about this on my stories on Instagram, and I had made the announcement last week that I was going to be hosting an unhinged content challenge. And I have since come to the realization that the word unhinged is derogatory towards people who struggle with mental health. So definitely I will not be hosting a challenge with that name. And it did give me a lot of pause to consider what do I want to do? Do I want to host a challenge with a different name? Do I want to move forward with this challenge right now? And The decision that I ultimately came to was I do want to offer something free next week and I have settled on a different topic. It was really one of those, I've been talking about this a lot on the podcast where I don't wanna rush things anymore. I don't wanna rush launches. I don't wanna rush offers just because my human ego is telling me you need to move forward, you need to do this, you need to make money, you need to get clients, all of this. Like I wanna do it when the timing is correct and I was feeling a little bit like I am kind of trying to rush this before I take my Instagram break in August. And this was just big confirmation of like, yeah, this is not the correct time. So I do also want to offer an apology if I've offended you with my use of that word that was definitely not my intention, but now I know better. And this is something I I think a lot of business owners really hold themselves back is 
you know, we don't know what we don't know. Yes, that's that's accurate. But once you do know, you you are then required to do better. But you can't let that fear of not knowing hold you back from saying anything in the first place, right? Like I never would have known that that word was problematic if I hadn't used it and moved been moving forward with it in the first place. And, you know, cancel culture and being called out and just all of these, like, yes, they, they are real and they can happen, but you can't let the fear of that potentially happening hold you back from helping people, hold you back from your mission and hold you back from serving. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this on here and not just let it like slide under the rug, because I very easily could have been like, yeah, we're just like not doing it and not, not addressed it and not said anything. The reason that I wanted to talk about it is it doesn't make me a bad person to have done this. It doesn't mean that I don't care about people, that I, you know, don't deserve to have a business. All this means is that I made a mistake and I get to own up to it and then I get to move forward from there, right? Like we we know that people's actions are the things that speak way more loudly than words. So if this is something that's maybe been on your mind that you've been nervous about saying the wrong thing, like it's you always you can own up to it and you can move forward from it like that's that's all it has to be and with this i am going to be putting out a free master class next week i'm so pumped about this all about cash injections and how they're different from launches if you are wanting to make money quickly inside of your business cash injections are a really great opportunity for that and i think a lot of business owners get cash injections and launches confused so i'm going to be teaching you what a cash injection is and how to do one inside of your business i mean i freaking love cash injections they are one of my favorite favorite tactics inside of my business especially if i am feeling lower energy or if i'm just wanting to put something out there quick they can be a really great option. So stay tuned for sign up info for that. And as one last final reminder before we dive into today's podcast episode, I will be taking most of August off of Instagram. I will be taking four weeks, four weeks off of Instagram, which is really scary, like really fucking scary. I love Instagram. It is, in my opinion, probably my main marketing tool. I actually, this is part of why I wanted to go off of Instagram is to see where some of my leads are coming from, because it is, it is hard to tell. Like, yes, you can see who's clicking on things on your email and that's kind of like one of the only ways I have of tracking different leads. So then for me, in my mind, my brain, my ego is telling me you need Instagram, you couldn't possibly do this without Instagram. And that's the exact moment that I was like, okay, I got to let go of Instagram for a month, I got to experiment with this, I got to see. I also have a lot of clients that are like, yeah, no, Instagram's not for me, I definitely want to play with not being on it as much and not being on social media. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guinea pig. And I'm super fucking nervous. I my brain is telling me, I'm messing everything up. I'm going to burn my business down to the ground, which is not true. It's it's one month, but I am definitely going to be still podcasting. I will still be sending out emails and I will still be on threads. I adore threads. 
Oh, I love it so much. I finally, finally found the perfect format for posting card polls because on Instagram stories, I don't like how it like backs up your stories. And then you have like 20 different stories and they don't relate to everybody. And then people end up just skipping through them. But on threads, you can reply to each individual person. It's fucking wonderful. I love it so much. So that is my plan for the foreseeable future is leaning further into podcasting, email, being on threads and letting Instagram do its thing without me for a month. Ooh, feels good to say. I'm sure in the middle of it, I will go through a freak out period, but you know, I'm committed to doing the entire month and I'll let you know closer to when I have my exact dates for that. But it really does help me if you tell people about the podcast, if there is anything that you enjoy of mine on Instagram, getting the word out that way and helping me be more visible in any way that you can. I deeply appreciate it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this module from my brain rewiring course synergy. I am about to share with you one of the tools that I could not, literally could not run my business without. This is the Cadillac, the gold standard of hosting platforms in the business world. And I have been using Kajabi for a year and a half now. And it is safe to say I am never gonna go to any other platform. This is it for me. I have truly explored every single aspect and feature of Kajabi and I could not be happier. One of the biggest reasons that I switched over in the first place was having everything all in one platform. Oh my God. I was hosting. I had different platforms for my email, my podcast. I had different platforms for my courses and my website. And now it's all in one spot. Thank God. Seriously, the fact that I had, I mean, at any given time, six different platforms that I was paying for, which separately were all more expensive than what I pay for Kajabi now, just being spread in that many directions was energetically so exhausting. And knowing that now I literally click one button and it brings me to everything brings me so much joy. I feel like things are really being simplified. This has been a huge theme in my life lately is to simplify, to reduce down to get rid of the things that you don't need. And if you are curious about trying out Kajabi, I actually have an affiliate code for you where you can get 14 days for free. You can get a 14 day free trial. If you are curious about Kajabi and if it's right for you in your stage of business, send me a DM on Instagram. I am at expand with Chelsea and I will tell you if it's right for you, if I think it's right for you. And I could not, literally could not be happier with my experience using the platform. They have a chat feature where 24 seven, if you have an issue, which you will because it's technology and there's gonna be something where you're like, I don't know how to connect this to that. 24 seven chat feature where you can talk with a real life human being and they will work and walk you through anything that you're trying to work on that has been super supportive for me. And honestly, if I ever 
look at a platform and they don't have a chat feature that you can access 24 seven, I'm not in, I'm not into it. I need to know that I'm going to be able to get an answer to something at any point in time because entrepreneurship and being a business owner doesn't stop. It doesn't just happen between the hours of nine to five. So having that support is just absolutely invaluable to me. So if you want to grab your 14 day, your two week free trial for Kajabi, head to the link in the show notes, just click on that link and you will be able to start up your free trial. I know you're gonna be obsessed with it. I love the sleek design layout. I absolutely love that there is an app, an app. You can have an app where people can actually download it on their phones and listen to your courses and your programs on the go. Honestly, that was like a huge selling point for me too, is that people could have my courses in their pockets and listen to them as they were driving on a walk huge, huge benefit right there. They don't have to be logged into their desktop. And I really love how easy the email editor is to use because we all know I send out a ton of emails and having that be very user-friendly is also super important to me. So if you can't tell, totally obsessed with Kajabi, never going, never going back to having six different platforms. And I'm able to host my website, my podcast, all of my courses and everything else all in one. So if you're ready to level up, not just in terms of aesthetics, but in terms of your CEO mindset, CEO energy, head to the link in the show notes and grab your free trial today. In this video, we are going to be taking an even deeper dive into visualization, doing some troubleshooting, and I'll be sharing seven tips to help you improve your visualization skills. So by now we know that visualization is a huge component of the brain rewiring process. Literally being able to visualize in our mind's eye what we want our lives to look like is going to help us call in the things that we want even quicker, even sooner, and even more effortlessly. So our images in our mind, those are the blueprints that actually build our world. So the more that we believe in something, this is subconscious beliefs included, which is why we're doing so much work to reprogram and rewire our subconscious programming. The more that we believe in something and the more often that those thought patterns fire together, this is what creates our reality. So Let's say, for example, um, I learned when I was younger that the only way to receive love was to do really well in school, to do really well in sports. So, of course, growing up, I had a lot of my self-worth tied up in what I could achieve and what I could accomplish. And the more often that I achieved and accomplished and got praise for that and, you know, had people telling me I was doing such a good job, I was so smart, I was so, you know, good at this thing, the more that I received that, the more that it solidified that neural pathway. So that literally created my reality. I literally believed that in order to receive love, I had to, you know, do a lot. I had to be ultra productive. I had to be really good at everything that I did. So that meant that, you know, if I tried anything, and I wasn't good at it. Like we're not sticking with that. It's too uncomfortable. I didn't want to try new things and not be good at it. I didn't want to feel like I had it mastered. So I really cut myself short there, but that, that literally created my reality. I created a world in which I believed that I needed to do all of these things in order to receive love. So you can kind of see that all of these, these images, these thoughts that I had in my mind that were essentially solidified by my reticular activating system. So every time I'd go into a situation because I had these previously programmed subconscious beliefs, then I would look through the lens of, well, this person is only going to love me if I do X, Y, and Z, or if I'm good at this, or, you know, if I perform a certain way. 
my reticular activating system. That's the lens through which I would see things. So I could only see things through that lens. So I was essentially like re solidifying that belief back to myself. So you can really see how you start to get stuck in this cycle. And it can be really difficult to feel like, okay, um, I don't even know how to visualize a different reality because this is the only one that I'm used to. So I'm just giving that as an example. I think that that one really resonates with a lot of people is having their sense of self-worth tied up in achievement and accomplishment. And I really just want to dive deep into visualization because sometimes it feels, I think, rather difficult to start to see something that maybe we've never seen before. So it's, it's almost like creating a whole new world where you've never seen any of these things before. So, okay. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to go into the tips, but I just, I really wanted to point that out that the way that we think about things actually creates what's physically in front of us. So our life, it's images of our minds expressed. So whatever we have going on up here, our thoughts, our words, those mental images, that's what creates our physical and material reality. Like those are literally the instructions and the blueprint. It's necessary. So we actually have to experience what's going on in our head in order to get to know ourselves better. All those challenges, all those obstacles, all those things that like, wow, this just feels really hard. Like, why am I going through this? What's the point of this? That is so we can get to know ourselves better. So we can start to ask these deeper questions and we can start to experience our thoughts in reality so that we start to understand oh, okay, I don't actually want this, or maybe I do want this. It's the universe constantly putting things in front of us and asking this, asking us, is this what you want or not? And oftentimes, you know, we procrastinate on making decisions. We have a lot of self-doubt or we just, we just like hesitate to make a decision because we're not sure what the quote right choice is. So we wait, we push it off. We don't make a decision. And then all of a sudden we're forced into something. We're forced into a decision. Maybe we would or wouldn't have made it because the universe is like, I put this in in front of you and you're not choosing. So all of this to say, it really is trying to get to know ourselves better, both on that conscious and subconscious level. Because if what you have in your reality right now isn't what you want, there's subconscious work that we need to do. Because those images, your reality came from the subconscious, the beliefs that you're holding back there. So visualization, it truly is this key to creating the reality that you want. I've said this before, but our brains, they it really does, they don't know the difference between perception and our physical reality. So the more that we are able to solidify to our brains, like, okay, these are the things that I want in my life, and they start in here, the more that you'll see them in your physical reality. So we've talked about human design a little bit. And the most important thing that I want to point out here that will be really useful for you in terms of visualization specifically. I mean, there's tons that human design can teach you. We're not going to go into all of it right now. I mean, this is experts teach on this. There's, there's so much, it's, it's very complex and very in-depth topic. Human design is the most important thing that we're looking for is trying to determine, are you the type of person that really needs all of the details in your visualizations, or can you take a step back and focus more on the feelings? Both of those options, the, the thinking or the, the details and the feeling both need to focus on the feelings. That, that second group, the latter group, the one that gets to focus just on the feelings, they get to release some of the details. It's not as important to them to know what color house it is that you want to manifest in, what, you know, where exactly the couch is going to be. 
So with human design, what we're really looking for, if you haven't gotten your chart yet, I would highly recommend doing so. I'll link it below this video where you can find to get your chart for free and you can take a look at that. You know, if you want to be hooked up with any human design readers, I have a couple really great ones in mind and I'll also put them down in the notes below if you want to connect further with them. I absolutely think they do such a great job of giving an in-depth reading of your chart so you can start to really learn more about yourself. But for the purpose of this video, what we're looking for when you get your chart, there will be four arrows around your head. What you're really looking for is that bottom right arrow. So it's going to be right, right down here when you're looking at it. If this arrow is pointing left, that means you're a specific manifester. If this arrow is pointing right, that means you're a non-specific manifester. So if you're a specific manifester, that means you're probably going to thrive with all of the details. You're probably going to want to know like down to the dollar amount, like what you want to call in down to the penny amount, all of that. You're going to want to know how many people you're going to want to call into your new program, what exactly your new partner is going to look like, the color of that house you're trying to bring in, along with how you want to feel after you want to bring that thing in. If you were a non-specific manifester, it's probably going to feel really difficult for you to even think of the details in the first place. So give yourself full permission to just release it. And as with anything, you know, if this doesn't resonate with you, if you get the result that you're a specific manifester and it's still really hard for you to think of all the details, there's nothing that says you have to think of the details. This is just giving you clues as to how you might operate best so that we can start to experiment with this. So for me, I'm a specific manifester and it rings true for me. It feels really good for me to think of all the details and it actually challenges me to sit down and really think about and ask myself, what do I want? What do I want that to look like? You know, down to, down to the very small minuscule detail, because for me, the more specific that I get, the more specific the thing is when it comes in. Like the more specific I can get in here when I think about things, it literally comes in that exact way. And it, it can truly work like that, along with how I want to feel after I have the thing. I would argue that second part is more important for, for both types, for every single person. How you want to feel after you have that thing is everything. Because if you, I mean, essentially, if you have no reason behind it, to want the thing that you want, if it's not going to do anything for you, it's going to feel really hard to pull it in. We have to be charging these visualizations with intention. Why? What, what is the reason that you want to call this thing in for? What is the purpose behind it? So I want to talk a little bit about maybe some misconceptions with visualization. It doesn't always have to mean images in your mind. You know, it can look maybe like colors. It can look like textures. It can sound like something. You can hear something. It can be more of like a feeling in your body. So really think of this in terms of all of your senses. Visualization can come in through any of your senses as long as you're open to it. A lot of the times I think people put visualization in a certain box. Oh, it has to literally look this one specific way. And then they're like, I don't think I'm doing it right. And just being a little bit more open-minded about this, there's no right or no wrong way to do it. So if you're like, I'm really struggling with visualization, again, we're going to go over seven different ways to help you get better at it, but it's a practice. It's a skill set. For me, when I first started visualizing, I was like, I don't see anything. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're wanting me to see, but I am not seeing those things. And the more that I started to do it, the easier it became. And I do also want to point out too, that if you really, really do struggle with visualization, there is a very small subset of the population, about one to 3% that actually do not have the ability to visualize. Um, it's called aphantasia. And there's actually a test that you can Google online um, and you can take this test. I actually took it and I, I, I don't have this, but it was really helpful and really eye-opening to see like, okay, this is a real thing that people do struggle with. So if this is you, I would absolutely recommend Googling that 
that test. Um, I'll put it in the, in the notes below and you can see it and give yourself like permission to like, okay, we're just going to have to do it a different way. Maybe that means that you journal. Maybe that means that you look at photos, whatever it is to, to kind of help you through that. So let's go into seven different ways to get better at visualizing if you feel stuck. So one of the first main ways is to stop focusing on the how. So many people get stuck on the how. They're like, okay, I want to bring this thing in. Let's say, for example, let's use the house example. I want to bring this perfect house in. And they're like envisioning, visualizing this beautiful house that they want to call in. They're thinking how they're going to feel after they call it in. Oh, I'm going to just feel so relaxed and chill and feel like I'm really, I can be myself and I can just express myself. I can be creative. I can get in the flow. They're thinking of all these things. And then all of a sudden their brain like comes to a complete halt and the brain's like, how, but how are you going to do that? Do you have the money in your bank account? Who are you going to talk to? What's the market look like? And we get wrapped up in all of these questions. And I want to give you permission to release these because with visualization, the more that you spend time in visualization, the more that your brain will automatically open up these opportunities for you. The how, it literally doesn't matter. Like if you are somebody that tends to get stuck on the how a lot, like just put it on your mind. You're like, I, I, I just trust that it will happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. I don't know what the process from A to Z looks like, but it doesn't matter. I'm releasing that and I am inviting in the easiest, the most aligned, the most effortless way for this to happen. Because when we release the how, things get to happen in a really beautiful way. I think we always like to kind of have that logical, like, okay, we go from here to here to here to here, and we have it all like mapped out. But when you're visualizing, and I mean, essentially what you're doing is you're manifesting when you're visualizing, the how does not matter as much. So give yourself permission to release that. And the more consistent that we are with visualization, the more your brain actually believes that that is its physical reality. So let's say, for example, you are really focusing on bringing in this house and you're visualizing it in all of your brain rewiring rounds. And this is like, you have, you have like a a vision board with the, the house on it, the color palette, all of the things. And you're constantly inundating yourself with this house. Your brain is going to start to be like, I think we already live there. Like, I, I think this, this is our reality now. And you're going to start to notice connections with people pop up, opportunities pop up. You're going to start to notice that you will naturally take steps towards that when you start to focus on it even more so. So I really want to bring up this point that every single thing that we want in our lives, it already exists in a different reality. It might not exist in your physical reality, but for me, when I learned that, I was like, wow, like that is, that's really empowering because all of the things that I've ever wanted, they already exist. All I have to do is figure out how can I spend enough time visualizing? How can I calibrate my frequency to the frequency or vibration of that thing to match it so that I can bring it in? How can I be, you know, a better version of myself? How can I release more of my limiting beliefs? How can I rewire more of these negative pathways in order to be a match for that thing that I want to call in? So again, when we start to focus on, okay, this is the thing that I want to call in, we will naturally start to take action towards the things that we're trying to bring in. It might seem random, but I mean, this is just your intuition. This is your intuition being like, okay, I hear that you want this thing. And maybe, you know, you have no idea why, but your brain is like, I want you to drive to this different grocery store. And you're like, I don't know why I would do that. That's like out of my way, but you end up trusting it and you go through, buy it anyway. And all of a sudden you see a for sale sign for that, that beautiful house that maybe you never would have seen, or maybe you get in contact with 
you know, a housing agent that's able to connect you with your dream house. So it really is starting to listen to your intuition and just, just trusting it. And instead of focusing so much on the how, just allowing things to unfold as, as they're meant to. So number two is getting clarity on what you want. I spoke to this a little bit just now, but I think this analogy that I'm going to give is going to be really helpful for you. So let's say, for example, you are wanting to take a trip. Um, Maybe it's like an international trip. You're like, okay, I want to go to London. And you go up to the travel agency and you're like, I want to go to London. And they're like, all right, great. Let's get you started. And then you're like, wait, 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 wait. I also, I want to go to Peru. And they're like, okay, um, let's do the Peru thing. And you're like, wait, 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 I want to, I want to go to London. And then you keep going back and forth between the two. That's essentially like the universe is the travel agent being like, what do you want? (laughs) And you're like, uh, I kind of like want all of these things at once. And it's going to be really difficult for you to travel to both London and Peru at the exact same time. So this is why it's so important to have clarity, to have very specific things that you're trying to call in and to understand, okay, this is why I want to call this thing in. And this is the direction that I want to go. So again, when we are trying to bring in so many different things and we are not focused on the things that are truly the most important to us. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty confusing. You're probably going to have a lot of things drop in that feel like this isn't even close to what I want, but it's because you don't have clarity on it. So if you need to spend some time getting really clear on the things that you want to bring in, I would highly recommend that. It's, it's really, really helpful to just sit down and ask yourself, like, what do I actually want? Um, and this can actually help a lot too with communication with other people is getting clear on what you want, asking yourself, what do I want as a person? You're going to be able to communicate those needs even more clearly. Okay. Number three, getting in repetition. Okay. This is why we do so many brain rewiring rounds. Like This is why it's recommended to do up to the four rounds, the one hour a day with brain rewiring, the more that you can get in those repetitions of visualization, the more that your brain is like, this is my reality now. Our conscious mind does not create our reality. Like it's our monkey brain. It jumps from one thing to the next. And it's like totally all over the place. Our subconscious mind, that's what starts to create our reality. And we actually spend around 47% of our day on autopilot. And where do you think autopilot comes from? Oh yeah. It's the subconscious. It's coming from way back there. So with visualization, that's why the repetition is so incredibly important. So we want to be able to essentially inundate ourselves as much as possible with the things that you're trying to call in. So that's why I mentioned something like the vision board or having photos as well as a daily reminder. I have a post-it note right there, um, actually like on my window. Um, though the thing that I'm focusing on a lot lately is visibility. So I, I, I visualize this every single day in meditation. I have post-it notes to remind me what's one action that you can take to become more visible. I have all of these things in place because that's what I'm hyper-focusing on. That's what I'm trying. That's, that's the reality that I'm creating right now. That's what I'm focused on. So making sure that you are reminding yourself that, okay, like what does my physical reality look like right now? And can I give myself reminders of the things that I'm wanting to call in? Um, I used to think vision boards were like super lame, but I've actually gotten really excited to do them again lately because it's going to be really helpful as a daily reminder. You know, we go through our lives again, we're on autopilot 47% of the time. And all of a sudden you see your vision board and you're like, okay, cool. Okay. I remember this is the thing that I'm focusing on. Great. We got that little like hint and reminder to almost like stay on the path. 
So another thing here is it, it is gaining more clarity. So kind of related to number two, but I think it's really important to get specific on the things that you want to call in. So instead of saying like, okay, I want to call in a really nice car. The universe does not know what nice car means. Like what kind of car do you want? Like getting really, really clear. And then that's where something like a vision board can come in, or you can go even more into depth inside your visualization in the brain rewiring round. So when we start to get really specific on the things that we want to call in, um, let's say, for example, you, you want to take that trip to London. I would actually recommend starting to look up prices for flights, hotels, and starting to have those numbers in the back of your mind, because then what you're doing is you're saying, okay, I know that this trip will cost X amount, and you'll be really surprised when money starts to come in that's around that amount because you're focusing on it, because you're clear about what you want, and you've set your intention, and you know all of the details, you know how you're going to feel after that trip to London, all of these things start to really come into place. Okay. Number four is having a reason. Um, I, I spoke to this a little bit too, but literally listing out your reasons. Like we are convincing our subconscious mind to internalize this goal. Let's say for example, your goal is to make more money. Why? Um, listing out all of the things that you can do with money. Okay, so let's say, for example, um, a big goal of mine has been to build and run a seven-figure company. And when I really sat down to think about this, I was like, why do, why, why, why does that matter to me? You know, why, why am I not just happy with multiple six figures, which I, I definitely am. But for me, I know that I have a bigger vision and a bigger purpose to really keep spreading my mission and to keep helping people. So when I sat down to think about it, I'm like, why do I want to make more money? Okay. Because if I make more money, I can, that means I've helped more people. If I make more money, that means I can travel more. If I make more money, that means I can donate to the causes that I really care about more. It means that I can be more generous. It means that I can climb more. It means that I can take care of the people that I really care about, you know, if they're ever in that position that I need to take care of them. And it means that I can actually start to free up more of my time as well. So sitting down to think about like, okay, this thing that I'm really trying to visualize and call in, maybe again, it's that house. You can use the house as the example. Like, why do you want that house? Is it to feel more creative? Is it to feel more inspired? Is it to feel more grounded, to feel safe? Really like literally listing out all of your reasons. And let's say for example, example, it's a better partnership. Okay. Why do you want, why do you want to call in that partner? Maybe it's so that you can feel more confident. Not that, you know, any other person can make us feel more confident, but it's listing out these reasons again. Maybe you want to have better conversations, more adventure. You want a built-in best friend. You want somebody that you can share your life with is getting really specific on what are the reasons that I want to call this thing in so that you, the universe is like, all right, we're charging this visualization and this intention with those specific reasons. Okay, number five is charging our visualizations with strong emotions. This is exactly what we're doing in the brain rewiring rounds. So when we think of those past happy memories and you have like that smile on your face, you have those warm fuzzies, you're feeling really good. And then we move into the visualization. Emotions are energy in motion. In motion. So when we are acting like we already have what we want, and we start to see ourselves as having what we want already paired with those strong emotions, that's what starts to build the reality. And gratitude is actually one of the highest frequency emotions that we can experience. So the more gratitude that we're expressing, the sooner we're going to be able to call those things in, the sooner that your visualizations will become your physical reality. 
So those strong emotions, they really are key. So if you need to be writing down um, different times of the day, you know, maybe you, you go off on a really fun hike and you like felt the sun on your face through the trees or your dog was just like so happy on this hike, or maybe you had like a really great um, coffee date with one of your friends and like literally writing down those happy moments every single day so that you can have more strong, positive emotions for your brain rewiring rounds, I would highly recommend that. Um, because I know sometimes when we go into the rounds, like you have these big happy memories and sometimes they can feel a little bit stale depending on how in-depth you have gone into the details. So I do think it's worth writing down some of these smaller moments so that you can start to tap into those as well and showing gratitude for those happy moments as well. Okay, number six, if you're struggling with visualization is to start with familiar places. Let's say it's, it's this room right here. Okay. So maybe you have a room in your house that you're really familiar with. And then we start to add details. So let's say, for example, I wanted to really practice, practice my visualization. I could take a look around this room. I'm looking at everything where it's at, where it's located. And then I would close my eyes and I would start to challenge myself. Okay. Can I visualize what was to the left of me? What was to the right of me? Okay. I know that that door was open, that there's something on the floor over there and starting to add in more details that way. And then maybe what you do is you start to visualize, you know, maybe you look at a photo that could be another way too. you start to look at a photo, you look at the photo and then you close your eyes and you try to see all the details of that photo, or maybe it's somebody's face and you really start to visualize all of the details of that thing. So starting in with things that you do know, and then you can start to add in the unfamiliar. So that's why I'm saying, for example, like with this house, maybe that you're, you're wanting to manifest in, maybe you've never been in that house before. So maybe you start by looking at photos of houses that you do know already. So then you can start to create something that is uniquely yours and is unique to you. Okay. So the last one, number seven is trusting. Um, this is a huge one. It's kind of similar to letting go of the how, but with visualizing the future, it's really important not to get too hung up in the details. It's trusting, like trusting that they're there. So let's say, for example, you do really struggle with visualizing details. And that's something that kind of makes you feel like, okay, am I doing this right? It's making you second guess yourself, doubt the process. Let's, let's say, for example, that you have a painting in front of you and this painting has trees in the, fore, the foreground and the background. Maybe you can't see the individual leaves on the trees in the background, but you trust that they are there. You trust that those leaves are there, but maybe you just might not be able to see them. They look like blobs, but it's understanding and it's trusting that they're still there. So trusting that the details of your visualizations are there, even if you can't necessarily see them. And maybe they'll start to become more clear as you start to tap into them more, but they don't always need to be clear to you right away. So I hope this is helpful for you in learning how to visualize with even more clarity. I know for me that once I started to really dive into visualization, the better I got at it. And it really, it really was a practice. There are some days where I sat down, you know, to do my rounds and my brain was scattered a thousand different places. And I had to come out of my rounds and write down, okay, what is my intention for this? What am I visualizing? I had to get a lot more clear and focused 
in order to go back into the rounds and be like, okay, that was a great round that really felt effective for me. So just play around with this a little bit. And I, I do just want to reiterate that there is no wrong way to do this. So the only wrong way to do it would be to just like not do it whatsoever, not even try, but this is a practice and it is something that you can get a lot better at. That is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have the best rest of your day and I will talk to you next episode. Bye.